And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is Lore Forge, the podcast with news, discussion, lore, and more on Ashes of Creation. We are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Sonny. I spent the day on the Twitch channel burying dead people. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a lead. That's (laughs) yep. getting right into it. A lot of the people in the chat saw me do it. I was playing Kingdom Come Deliverance. I was all excited to go out and fight the good fight and do some sword play and all that. And the first person I talked to is like, yep, the plague is here. We're going to need you to put that shovel in your hand and dig a bunch of holes. (laughs) I was like, all right, this is modern gaming. <laughs> so what wow. am I supposed to do? But say yes, of course. So I spent most of the afternoon on Twitch uh, burying people. It was great fun. I feel like they come to the stream and they kind of like the pre-show. They get a whole lot more than they bargain for. You just never know. You just right? never know. <laughs> yeah. It's a gift that keeps on gl- uh, gliving. Wow. Given. Giving. Goodness. Glinting. I feel like Clark when he's trying to talk and he's at the, the counter. Of uh, could it be any hooter hotter in here? <laughs> oh, that's so good. You, you'll log, log, uh, not, 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 not a log, not like in the sense that you thought I said I did. <laughs> we should probably introduce oh, Cash. Hey, he is also here. Uh, yes, sorry. And Cash is here. Welcome back, my friend. No, thank you. I'm just like a nice, quiet little mouse sitting in the corner <laughs> until you two are finished. So patient. <laughs> Oh no! It's uh, it's been good, man. I've had a really good week. Um, this has been a very, very exciting week for uh, for me. Um, I have been doing a little wood burning on stream, which I'm super excited about. Working on our uh, podcast logo uh, as a pyrography project. And if you're listening live, catch me tomorrow. I will be uh, live tomorrow, probably tomorrow evening, uh, finishing up that project and then possibly moving on to the next pretty quickly. So I'm super excited about that and very excited because tomorrow morning when I wake up, I am recording the Varen Chef. The return Yay! of the Varen Chef is coming back. So that is going to be, uh, that's recordings tomorrow and then the editing process take place. So um, yeah, you can look for that. Uh, upcoming in the near future. I'm very, very excited about that. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun for everybody. Do you so. want to explain in like a, a 15 second elevator pitch what the Varen Chef is? Yes, absolutely. Super easy. So back in 2020 ish, when Jibs and I uh, were doing the Lore Seekers podcast for Ashes of Creation, which was a, it was short run because we had to step away uh, from content creation for a while but anyway one of the one of the projects that i was working on right at the tail end of that was called the varen chef and it is where we create uh we create food that we basically think would be tavern fair in vera and um i love because i love to cook anyway so yeah super exciting to be able to to bring that project back yes i know that um some recipes did recently get released and they were asking for people to do videos but everything that you see if you're here live behind me was not ready for that yet and it was right over the holiday so it was just a little bit too like time crunching for me to get anything out but we are ready so we're now ready to get this thing off the ground i'm just really really excited it's Basically, we're going to be cooking. So, super cool. Wadden Chat says, you were on a break! <laughs> <laughs> that is a blast from the past. Yes, you were on a break. <laughs> Can you think of the name of a couple recipes that uh, used to be on the Varen Chef? These are my favorite things. Yeah, so one of them, which I really enjoyed, was Aelin Chicken Rolls. Oh. oh. Did those, and those were bomb. Super good. So I might bring those back again, but um, not for this first one. This first one's going to be kind of cool. All right. Last so, question about the Varen Chef. Yeah. How long is a Varen Chef video on average, and how long does it actually take you to cook one of these things? Uh, I don't know yet how long this this version, because, of course, the, this these videos are going to be completely different than, than the ones in 2020. Um, but this one... I would imagine probably be about a 10 minute video or so. Uh, but in order to do it, it's a full day. Oh my God. For sure. It is a full day between getting stills, getting the recipe ready, going shopping, coming back, getting the lighting, correct, getting angles it and getting your B roll. It's, it's a lot of work. Wow. But I 
am super pumped. I'm just excited to do it. So I'm so That's happy. Super pro. Yeah. Super pro, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You haven't seen the damn video yet. It could be. <laughs> sometimes it's a good, sometimes it's a shit. <laughs> kind of pro. I don't know. Oh, it's pro, pro-ish. Pro, yeah. Pro-ish with an asterisk. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome back, everybody. Again, thank you so much for pushing play. Hanging out with us today. This is episode 24. And today on the show, we are talking about the upcoming dev update. Sonny's bringing back a KOTOR, which is always fun. And then we're doing a roundtable discussion that Sonny brought up last week. We wanted to make sure we do it here on the show this week on utility skills being tied to professions instead of classes. So that's going to mm-hmm. be Really good time. So, uh, Sonny, this KOTOR that you have, I purposely don't look at this before the show because I like to be super surprised. So I know, and I like it that way also because it lets me get honest reactions out of you guys. So what you see is what you get here. And if they look confused or befuddled, it's because I picked a crappy one, but I don't <laughs> think this is it. I think this is a good one here. So this was posted by... Uh, Demoth. And if you're not familiar with KOTOR, KOTOR is check out this thing on Reddit. And I just go to the Ashes of Creation Reddit and I read for a while until I find something that's uh, somewhat interesting. So it's getting easier, man. It really is. Like when it fir- when we first started this show, I don't even know how many months ago, like six months ago, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little bit longer. Um, it was hard. There was like not much out there, but I feel like people are really getting into like the questions, like they're starting to ask each other better questions. And every time there's a development update, it seems like people are getting more knowledgeable. So this is a really, really good question. Um, The the question is by Demoth two days ago. He said, thoughts on if all gear eventually degrades and breaks needing to be replaced. So... It's a long post, but the the long and the short of it is this. What would you think if Ashes of Creation had a system where your gear degraded eventually to the point where it broke and became useless and you had to replace it entirely? Like pieces can be repaired, um, but eventually kind of break permanently. Now, I'm going to... I'm going to throw in a wrinkle on this thing and say, here's another option, because I'm playing Kingdom Come Deliverance, which you guys know. I play this on the stream quite a bit. They have a system where your gear can be repaired by yourself if it gets all the way down to the point where it gets to 50%. So there's an incentive for you to be on the ball with your gear and not be walking around with crappy gear, because at some point, then it will like break and you can't fix it anymore. It's just too far gone. Um, And so that's kind of a wrinkle where it's like sort of a half a system like that. Now, the last thing I will say about this is that Stephen has said that Ashes of Creation will have a gear degradation system that you will have to repair and things like that. But he does not think that it will be a system where it eventually breaks. So, God, there's like so many things I want to talk, but I'm just going to throw this out to you and then I'll see and then I'll see if I can throw some some wrinkles at you guys and see what you think. So, JB, I'm going to ask you this first. What do you think about uh, an MMO with a gear system where eventually gear becomes uh, broken and you need to replace it? I think it's. Oh, man, that's such a loaded question. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Okay. so I feel like when it comes to MMOs, like there's always that happy balance, right? There's always that line. Where it's like, if you go this route, it may be more of X, but it also comes with Y and Z that may not necessarily want. Or if you go the other route with A, you you may get B and C that that people may like. But with this, it's just like, I feel like it's a line where it's like, okay, what's too much? What's quote unquote too realistic, too real? Because ultimately it comes back to that line in, in my head. I'm not a developer. I just talk about it. (laughs) You know, for me, it's like, does it cross the line where it's no longer fun? It's And I think that it's as long as that's still fun, as long as, you know, and I'd be totally open to testing something like that. I think that could be a lot of fun. If as long as it's ultimately still fun. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? We're doing everything else in this game. We got a laundry list of expansions being put into a single launch pretty much you know so like why not try it that's true so it's it's um and that's by the way that's not a slight i uh, that's me praising ashes because of everything that it has coming into the game at launch it's amazing but you know for i think for me 
as long as it would still be fun. Like, I don't even know what that would feel like. Cash, what do you think? You know, I'm I'm all for realism in games. Um, I don't I don't have necessarily an, an issue with gear degradation, which obviously we're already going to have some form of gear degradation in Ashes. And you look at other games and other game, all other games, really, at least a, a majority of other MMOs, they all have some kind of a gear degradation system, whether it's when you die or, you know, it's it typically when you die. Like you look at a game like, and I know we reference it all the time, but World of Warcraft, you all of a sudden like look up after a few wipes or, you know, with your raid and you look up and you're like, oh, crap, I'm like <laughs> my stuff's red and it does break. Right. Like, I. I literally had it happen to me probably about a week ago where I was running a mythic and all of a sudden, cause we had a few wipes, all of a sudden my bow broke and I was doing nothing but holding my fists up in the air like this. <laughs> and I'm like, this is an issue when almost all the only thing I could do is send my pets cause I'm a beast master. So that was a problem. And, and in a way it, it does remind you like, Hey dude, you, you need to take care of your gear. So I don't have any issue with that. What I don't want to see is for there to be any type of... I don't want to see excessive barriers. Any type is okay. Some type is okay. But I don't want to see any barriers that uh, require me to, like, go farm stuff that I might not already have in my inventory. Um, one of the things about New World is you can get... Um, if you salvage some of your stuff you get parts you get like repair parts that would be cool um some of the some of the folks in chat in chat i think uh Proctes was talking in chat about possibly having um needing crafters and materials i don't mind needing materials i do mind needing a crafter oh. if my gear is broken and i got stuff to do in like a two-hour window before i gotta go to bed I don't want to have to search for a crafter to repair my gear. That to me is like, that's a wall that's hitting a hard wall of need. And I get the socialization thing. Like we should have socialization because it's an MMO. Totally understand and agree with that. But that I think would be game breaking for a lot of people. Cause you're out and about and you're doing your thing and your gear breaks. And now all of a sudden it's not just materials you need, but now it's a crafter that, and like an armor or a leather worker that knows how to fix your particular type of deal. Every single player would take the artisan class that could repair their own gear. I mean, would that not just completely put you in that, put a lot of people in that lane because you want to be able to repair your own gear? Most likely, yeah. So repair parts I'm okay with. As long as I can repair my own gear, I'm not okay with like needing a crafter or something like that to to do that. And I know there's a lot of other ways to skin this cat, yeah. but I am okay with gear degradation and I am okay with having to, you know, repair my gear and possibly use some coin or some, some parts to do so. Okay, let me throw a curveball at you then. Um, let's say that you can repair your own gear. However... Every time you repair your own gear, it takes off a tick of its overall life. Not the effectiveness of it, but like you can only repair this gear so many times. You can only thread this shirt so many times before it completely breaks. And here's here's why I'm saying this. If you have a system where gear can break, it will drive more people to artisan crafters. It will drive more people to armorsmiths and to tailors and leather workers because they will be it's like a it's like a gear sink. Right now you have uh, a need for these people to continue to craft gear, because I think that one of the problems with MMOs is that you get that one piece of gear and you're like, great, I'm good until the next expansion. Right. Like, I'm never going to upgrade this piece of gear. And so what's the point of these crafters? Now you have like two crafters on the server, right? That craft enough gear for, for people to have this high-end stuff and there's no room for anybody else. So I'm not opposed to this idea because I think that it, it creates a sink. And anytime there's a sink, there needs to be a faucet. And that faucet comes by way of crafters, which I think is kind of cool. So I wouldn't be opposed to something that that did that. I hear what you're saying, though, that like, you don't want to be walking around with yellow to red gear and be like, Can, is anybody on? You know, it's the middle of the night and you're like, I can't find, I guess I can't raid. 
because now I got busted gear, you know, and I can't do it. So that's a little punishing. But my timer, you know, a lifespan, something like that, where your gear doesn't last forever. You you eventually take enough abuse out of that gear that it just breaks. Our death in chat says that's way too survival game for me. I don't believe losing perks or becoming unusable unusable doesn't feel like it belongs in an MMORPG. I'm going to be honest. I think, I mean, it does have that survival aspect to it. But I think something like that I would probably be into because I like what you're saying. Ultimately, it keeps things cyclical. It would keep people going back to, at some point, you know, because that is, that does make sense. You can only patch something so many times before ultimately... You know, in, in real life, like you're just like, okay, this has to be replaced. You know, um, that's such a crazy question. Like whether something like that belongs in MMO. I don't think that's ever been talked about that I know of. Cash, final thoughts on this? And it, it is a, I think it would definitely be a balance because you look at at a game like Guild Wars 2 and Guild Wars 2, exactly like you were saying, like you get your, your best in slot gear and you are done. Mm-hmm. Forever. Forever. You don't have to upgrade gear forever. There's no gear score. There's nothing like that. They just, they everything scales as the game progresses. Um, and you don't ever have to replace your gear. You just have that gear, you're done. I don't like that because there has to be some form of progression. Some form. Now, granted, that game has a ton of like content to play through, but in the future, Ashes will have a ton of content to play through. I would rather be playing through content and at the same time as expansions come out maybe the ability to get a little more powerful gear comes um i would be okay with having with having like a slow ticker like like you're saying like you can only thread your clothes and repair them in the same spots so many times and that does make sense uh, a couple things i would like for that to be based upon your playtime as opposed to just the clock. And that would kind of save casual players mm. who could only yeah. be on a couple days. Um, you know, so that time ticks down when you're online actually. It makes more the game. sense thematically too, right? Right, right. And perhaps there's there as you are out, which would be another another reason to get out and, and quest and play the game and play through content is maybe maybe you are have the ability to through crafters or maybe through drops of some sort or things that you can discover that would elongate that time for your gear i really wish there was a game where we could play something like that and test it that's you know like an mmo because that sounds i kind of like that a lot you know conif hit on a really good point that i hadn't even thought of but it's one of the reasons why this thing works Lore, uh, lore, I just about said lore forge, like we're making the game. Uh, <laughs> Intrepid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's in my free time. I'm just going to knock out a AAA MMO. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh. Intrepid has said that the best gear in the game is going to come from crafters, right? Right. So uh, some of the comments are in that World of Warcraft mindset where, like, Ardeth said that. I was like, I'd hate, to, I'd hate to get the gear, have it break, and have to grind the same damn boss again, right? Like, that would suck. I agree. But if the best gear in the game is done by crafters, you're not doing that, right? You're buying something from a crafter, which everyone agrees is a good thing. You know, it helps the crafters, it helps the game, it helps the, the overall economy. It's a good thing. So you don't have that problem. You just have to go back to a crafter and buy another version of this gear or whatever you have to do. It's by that design that this kind of concept becomes interesting. Mm. Man. Yeah. I want to try it. That's cool. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how, how that shakes down in the game. You believe I found that on Reddit? Look at, yeah, <laughs> look at you bring the A-plus Reddit content. I know. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's starting to get good on Reddit. Like, people are people are really figuring this out. So uh, some of the conversations on there are going to be good. And and it's only going to get better, right? Oh, like yeah. it's Every time we do a dev update, it gets better. And then once we get into Alpha 2, the, the, the conversations on Reddit are going to be great. Because now they're going to have in-game assets that they can be doing stuff. And then it gets really funny because uh, people are pretty good. The conversations on Reddit are going to get great. Said no content creator <laughs> ever. That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> we, we might be the only um, the only podcast that like aggressively pulls content from Reddit. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we, 
We like to walk that fine line. So it's yeah, dangerous. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You have 20. I'll hit. <laughs> oh, that's I good. suggest you stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, well done. Well done. Well, gentlemen and everyone who's tuning in. So for those of you who maybe missed it, and for those listening on release day, release week, uh, this is kind of weird for this is one of those times when as a podcaster, you're preparing for something that's coming out in the future, but the people listening to it are on the day of. So just follow me. We'll make it through. I promise. <laughs> so anyway, development live stream date announced this coming to us from Ashes of Creations official. Is it X page or is it Twitter? Because if I go to Twitter.com, it still shows up. Twitter.com. Like, what am I supposed to do? It's, yeah, X. it's Twitter. It's X. And if it's you Twitter. continue to keep calling it Twitter, I will personally text message Elon. Oh. We're well, totally not that. friends. He has no idea who I am. Can you tell him to send you me a cyber like a truck? block away from him, though, right? I don't own a Tesla, so it'll go very badly for me, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, all right. So anyway, on their X page, uh, Intrepid says, Our next Twitter. development live... Yeah, I know. Our next development <laughs> live stream featuring an Alpha 2 Caravan PvP preview is coming to you live on Wednesday, January 31st. So for those of you listening on release day, hey, this Wednesday, we've got... The PvP preview stream. This is going to be an excellent one, fellas. I think that we have wanted to see this since we saw caravans uh, in the dev update. What was that? October? Maybe? I think it was October. I don't know. Pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you think, fellas? I mean, like you said, this is exactly it, right? Like, as soon as we saw the caravan uh, preview, we wanted the caravan PvP preview. <laughs> like, everyone's <laughs> like... Are they gonna fight? And <laughs> it was it was kind of one of those things where it sort of happened, but it didn't really happen. And I think that um, seeing the mechanics of the caravan was important. I I stand by that. Like I stand by that initial caravan stream being an excellent one. That was a highlight. I enjoyed it. But I think that a lot of people had this opinion that like, okay, that's awesome. You guys did great. Now let's see the other half of this because you can't, you you can't undo that uh, that feeling that that you're missing like most of the fight, right? Like you really want to see uh, the rest of this whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw this, I'm like, oh, awesome! It came a lot faster than I thought it did because I thought they'd push this off for for months and months to space that out, but instead we're getting it right away, which is great. I'm stoked about it because I think that they, I think they listened. I think they listened to a lot of the folks who were um, with the caravan preview. They, everybody really wanted to see PVP happen around it. And they got to the, they got to some of those moments where that caravan would come around the bend. And then I remember specifically being in chat with you guys when we were watching it and that tree came down in the road and we were like, this is it. This is it. This is, this it. is where it happens. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and we thought for sure this is an ambush. Like there's going to be devs like coming down, you know, from the hills and, and here it goes. And lo and behold, no, they just steered it around it. Squeak, 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 squeak around it. I was like, like a nine point turn. They had like a nine point turn of this caravan trying to get it back. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, this is your best opportunity. And and no, it didn't happen. So, you know, in the aftermath, even though the caravan was a banger, we loved that one. I think they heard uh, folks that were kind of, I wouldn't say chirping about it, but just like, yeah, we really would have been nice to see some PvP. So, I'm very, very excited to see this one. Uh, just, I want to see how they pull it off at, from a presentation point of view, because I think that's going to be very interesting to see. There is going to be so much poop talking from all those, from the devs. I can see it now. There's going to be a lot of poop talking when they're, when they're doing PVP against each other. I just think it's freaking amazing. Um, one other point is I really want to go back and look at, the other like some of the latest live streams that they've done the dev updates and look at the numbers of people that watched and then see how many are going to watch this one with pvp involvement involvement when they are actively advertising that they're they're showing off some pvp stuff Okay, this go is, on with this thought. Are you thinking more or less? Oh, I'm thinking way more. I'm thinking we're going to see a spike in viewers in this one because this is such an integral part of the game. This this 
should be an additional pillar. <laughs> Caravans and PvP should be an additional pillar to this game because just out of the folks that we know and that we interact with, um, with it, you know, from a content creator perspective and in our Discord, this portion of gameplay, transporting goods from point A to point B, and the danger that lies from the second you leave the caravanserai, right? That is a lot of people's main gameplay goal is things that are around that. Sonny, you want to do a lot of caravan transporting of goods and services, correct? I do. Yes. And a lot of folks out there want to murder you while you are doing that. They do. So their their entire guilds are formed around this. There are. <laughs> Mercenary guilds, <laughs> murderers, other guilds that are going to be uh, called into play to just protect these caravans. So that is why I personally think that we are going to see a spike in viewership for this particular dev update. I think you're going to see, in addition to that, I think just the fact that you're seeing combat, because combat is such an integral part of the MMO experience. Combat and, you know, of course, with, with uh, you know, mobs and whatnot, but more importantly, you're seeing player versus player, which is truly, a, like you said, it's a huge part of the game. It is integral to the PvE experience, having PvP in Ashes of Creation. So this is going to be really interesting. All right, so let me pose this to you, and I'm going to Sunny first with this. What do you have to see? Like, what do you, in your head, what do you have to see the most in this upcoming update? Um, I think that there's a lot of questions about the mechanics of how these things happen. Like what do you they've talked about bonuses to finding out about these and to finding the location and then like the fast travel there and how easy or hard is it to engage in these things how instanced are we talking here can you just run across these things can you hang out outside of town and just wait for caravans to come by right like can i find a nice big tree and hide behind it and i know that this is a path that a lot of caravans come through or is that just not something that is going to happen like that they've already made some changes to the way that the caravans are spawned uh it would make a lot of sense to me that they are not married to any of the other systems around the caravan system so you know perhaps uh you get notified i know that this is like something and i'm swear i'm not making this up that it was like a tree a skill tree that you could develop with regards to caravans as far as like finding out about the things and being more aware of them and having a larger you know scope maybe of uh understanding on where these things are happening like a bigger radar so to speak uh stuff like that i'm really interested in the mechanics of that um, I might be making that up. <laughs> Maybe I put that as speculation. This is the problem with Ashes of Creation, right? Like somebody has a speculative thought and then later on it becomes something they forgot was speculation and it's on the wiki. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Steven Dude. did not say that at the bathroom <laughs> yes. stall last week after the four o'clock meeting, Greg. I, I'm going to pull the pin on this grenade and just toss it under both your chairs because I think, I think this would be super wall of crazy type stuff, right? Imagine along the same vein of what Sonny's saying, because I, I I have not heard of that. If that's a if that's a thing where somebody could build in some type of a skill to be able to have, say, a little bit more intelligence surrounding the caravan. I haven't heard of that. If that's the case, then we're going to educate me here tonight. But imagine, imagine a world where a rogue could get inside information on caravans and have a little bit more insight into where they're traveling and where they're launching. Would that not make sense? A this rogue, is what I'm talking about, yes. Yes, a rogue properly specced. Maybe there's an intelligence tree. Maybe that's what the rogue specializes in. Oh my gosh, this could be so freaking cool. Rogue specializes in intelligence and they have a higher chance of getting a notification that a caravan has launched. Okay, here it is. Um, and this is why we do this podcast live. Okay, it's called the Highwayman system. I did not make this up. This is actually a thing. Okay, and I got to give credit to Galwood on this. Here it is right from the wiki. The Highwayman system tracks a player's performance in caravan PVP. Okay, the, this records successful failed or 
Pardon me. This records successful or failed defenses and attacks and provides rewards that scale up over time based on a player's history with Caravan PvP. Progression in the Highwayman system can affect the proximity radius for notification of nearby Caravan events. Okay? It's built in. And Dude. Th- and this is what I'm talking about. So when you ask me the question of what do I have to see, JB, this is what I have to see. I want to see this system in play. I want to see what it looks like when somebody starts a caravan. How do I find out about it? Where do I go? What are my options? Can I find out about it randomly just by being close? Do I have to spec into something? Do I have to be in town? Can I just be out in the wilderness? Like, what are the odds of me running into a caravan? And, you know, like that thing is what I want to know. Once the thing starts, I get it. It's going to be PVP. I can kind of guess how it's going to go, right? But this is a system. This is something that they are inventing whole cloth. So I'm very curious about that. I did not know that was in this game. I feel like there's... Now I feel like I need to go read the wiki all over again. Like... (laughs) Like, what else am I missing? I think I did a video or something, and it just, like, I was doing a Caravans video, and this thing came up, and I was like, oh, that is fancy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I used, like, I used to feel bad. I used to be like, you know, God, like, oh, man, we didn't, like, chat told us about that, and we totally didn't even know that. I don't feel bad anymore. I don't. No, like, no, no. We, we've t- And thank you, chat, because our chat really does help us, because the folks in chat know this game way more than we do, even though we know quite a freaking bit because we've done a lot of researching before we started our show, we did. But we also said that we're going to learn along with folks. So there are definitely going to be people out there that know more than we do. Um, and it's it's fine. I really appreciate the help. Um, but we just, every show, I learn something about this game. It's because it's so damn big. Um, what do I need to see? I really would like, I have some more simplistic thoughts on this whole thing. I, I really would like to see, as as Sonny was stating, like how, when these things start up and you come into the zone, like I want to see what appears on your screen, what options you have. Is this, is this more like an event? I know it turns into an open PvP zone. I think you can, I believe you can, you can pledge to either um, protect or try to destroy the caravan. Um, so one of the things that I want to see in regards to that system, I want to see a caravan get destroyed and I want to, they don't have to necessarily like completely transport all the goods that are left, but I kind of want to see that system because when oh, they did the, yeah. when yeah. they did the, the caravan thing, the caravan uh, showcase, the, the one that they actually did a, uh, a couple months ago, that seemed a little wonky to me mm-hmm. about how that actually happens and how those items degrade, what they turn into. You don't get the full percentage of the stuff that's dropped. Um, and like, wouldn't that seem kind of weird? Like if a caravan went down and then you show up with a bunch of stolen goods, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I would really like to see how that process All these plays pants have out. Sunny Ravencourt written in the waistband. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's not are you. you. Sure, these are yours. <laughs> and um, then I, th- I think in the last thing, um, it, because we've chirped about it um, quite a bit, you know, not in angst, just more in jest but um i hope somebody if this caravan gets destroyed i hope somebody brings a damn fire extinguisher (laughs) because that drove me batty to watch that thing burn for 15 minutes straight everybody's just talking i know hanging out oh my gosh the best part was the npc it was just, literally uh, just as calm as can be. Like, like he has mastered yeah. full zen apparently. Because yeah. yeah. uh, anyone, anyone, yeah. <laughs> it's my life's work. Bueller, right there, guys. <laughs> and it's burning down. And right? it's so burning. Or at least, or at least, if, next to the camera, if that stuff is <laughs> still on fire, burning down the progression of it turning into cinder. 
Yeah. <laughs> before be before really you cool. go off on this, JB, it is. Uh, I, we were making this joke earlier today, and this is absolutely appropriate. It's like the mafia, right? Like, where'd you guys get this stuff? Uh, you know, it fell off a truck. <laughs> <laughs> like, stuff falls off trucks all the time. You know, uh, I mean, it's a box of stuff fell off a truck. I've, yeah. Here you are. <laughs> How did that it. guy get an arrow in his face? <laughs> uh, he tripped and fell. Yeah, he fell on an arrow. He must have been on the same truck. <laughs> he fell on an arrow that was sticking out of the grass. You know, I don't know. I don't know. And why don't you why don't you ask a few fewer questions? How about that? <laughs> oh, I love that. I love all your answers. I think uh, I think for me, what I have to see is I I don't have to just really want to. I really want to see the last four classes that they've shown, which is I think I think this is right. We've seen maybe three. I think it's three. We've seen Ranger. Oh, no, it's four. We've seen... Okay, so we've seen Ranger. We've seen Cleric. We've seen Mage. And then we've seen the Tank. So I would love to see... Unless I'm missing something. Those are the last four. And I would really love to see those four in combat. Like, what does that look like from a player versus player standpoint? With all those skills that we saw from the Mage. With that lightning orb going forward. With this... I want to see the Snipe in play. From the Ranger. You know... What does the heal from a cleric look like that we saw way back when last year in a PvP setting and so on and so forth? So I think for me, I want to see those classes brought back into the fray of a battle. And then you have all those updated animations they've made, all the the updates to combat that they've made. So... I think that's what I got to see. I mean, it seems reasonable, but like you're asking for the same classes we've already seen. Like everyone wants to see the new I ones. Know. I get that we're not going to like unload the new ones, but dude, how many nerds would pee their pants if they slipped the summoner in there? That's yeah. what I'm saying, oh, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Like you just There's drop a, a summoner in and like a bunch of demons take off after it. Like that's what people want. <laughs> There's a, there he is. There's a summoner. Oh my God! Did you guys see the summoner? That that's how we sound. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of them. Okay, so there. Oh. You can't cancel us because I bagged on a nerd. Oh. If I'm one. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, so anyway, make sure, friends, for those of you listening on release day this Wednesday, you check out this dev update which will be required i think we record next week after the dev update i don't know i'll check our calendar sonny check our check our official calendar and uh <laughs> 33.3 repeating of, of course, course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway we'll be talking about it in the next episode so sonny you brought up this discussion idea quiet i'm checking the calendar oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> no go ahead let's continue the show oh we, wait we have more <laughs> oh that's so funny sonny what's that discussion you want to talk about this week okay so this is uh, this is something that that came up and and again like i can't stress this enough cash brought this up but like we are becoming more and more a community driven podcast right like we we start out as a podcast with a community and it becomes a community with a podcast uh that's kind of how things work with us and we love it right so loreforge is very much becoming that so sometimes when people have conversations whether it be on a, a stream that i'm doing or a stream that you guys are doing or or frankly just in the discord chat they're so good that I'm like, I have to write this down. And so, you know, I'll put it right in our show notes. And if we get to it uh, that week, then we do. We've got one in the hopper that's that's been waiting for weeks. And it just so happens that next week, we know that we're going to be blown up because we're going to be talking all about the dev update. And that's fine. But we'll get to these things because it's just good content. And so one of these conversations that happened was with Proctees and Weevil. Uh, I was doing a stream and they were they were talking about our most recent show, well, it wasn't our most recent show. It was, a, it was a couple shows back. But we were talking about utility skills. This was something that the devs had asked us. The devs wanted to know what our thoughts were on utility skills, et cetera, et cetera. And so we had this huge conversation about whether or not somebody should have access to all of the things or whether or not only certain classes should have access at all to the utility skills. This was the big question. Should you all have it and have like trade-offs or should things like lockpicking be exclusive to rogues, period, right? 
And there's good arguments on both sides of that. Now, here's the twist. So Proctees and Weevil are like, what about if you tied utility skills, not necessarily to the class, you could tie it to the class, sure, throw that in there, but also tie it to professions. So I'm gonna give you the example of this. There's two really good examples. One of them is the self-heal, right? So the self-heal utility skill was a big point of conversation for us. And they said, well, okay, fine. Would it like, maybe, maybe your cleric gets a self-heal. But what if you also said that if you get to the highest level in herbalism, that you would be able to, I don't know, procure certain plants or something like mix Pick up flowers a poultice. Pick a mix up a poultice or something like that that provided you a self heal, right? The other example that I thought resonated extremely well was blacksmiths. So blacksmiths is actually we had to look this up. It's not actually a, a profession. Um, it would be like um, weapon smithing or metalworking hmm. or armor smithing or one of those things. Uh, the one that makes the most sense to me is actually weapon smithing because it's precise work. And they said, what if you got to the highest level? of weaponsmithing and you could craft skeleton keys. And with a skeleton key, you can get into dungeons and you can get into locked doors, things like that, right? So now you have not only a class rogue, which can develop lock picks at their, their upper end, but if you're not a rogue and you want roguelike abilities, you pick one of your, you know, few artisan things, you get all the way to the top end of it, which we know is limited anyways. You can't do that with all of them. And you get access to some of these utility skills. What are your thoughts on that? Whoa. Okay. So I was, was going to poop all over your parade and tell you how much I hated this idea. But... Man, you really kind of sell. You really you kind of sold. You kind of <laughs> sold a ketchup popsicle to a dude wearing white gloves. <laughs> You've done real good on that because I I always worry about the. I always try and hear in the back of my head like the complaints of players. I always think about in the back of my head how players will min max this stuff, and the one thing that I don't want to see is a utility skill that gets tied to professions that is so powerful and so unbalanced that every single PVPer out there takes that particular one just for that reason. Now you have, you know, in, in a server of 10,000, now you have 6,000 leather workers mm -hmm. because of some utility skill they can get at the very end of it. That's my biggest concern. But the craftsman in me, the tinker in me, is now looking at every single one of these crafting physicians and uh, professions and going, ooh, what could the arcane engineer possibly do if they had a utility skill at the very end? So, trap disarming. <laughs> Okay, I like that. I like that. Before we go into every one of these, because now I've added <laughs> an additional could. segment to this, <laughs> we, <laughs> we are going to go through every one of these crafting professions and think of what each oh one of God, them could so do. Excited. I did not see this skill. coming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's, oh, it's happening. It's <laughs> happening. You better put on your big boy pants because this is going to happen. So I like the idea. I do like the idea and, and above and beyond what the two things that I just mentioned, I don't want to see, um, I don't want to see min maxers just going to this. I don't want to see 6,000 of one profession just because of at the end of that, uh, tree at the end of that skill tree, they get just like this super kick-ass utility skill. Um, but if it was an additional utility skill, that they got they could spec into maybe there's maybe there's three choices of things that they could do at the end of their progression in that particular crafting profession but as a either a general class you still get utility skills per class 
right? Not a ton, just like we talked about before. We don't want to see every class get every utility skill. Just you have to make a choice and you would have to, you would have to give up something else in your tree in order to get that. So if you decide you could spec into all these things that make your jewel cutter the best jewel cutter, but you would have to give up being the best jewel cutter if you wanted this utility skill. So Mm. that brings back in the player choice comes back into that. And it also allows you to customize your character to how you exactly you want your character to be. Does that make sense? I hate to say that because it always sounds degrading when you say that. But yeah, I mean, it does. JB, JB, what are you what are your thoughts on this? Like when you when you hear the pitch on this thing, what do you think? I'm going to be devil's advocate and say I don't like it. And I'm going to tell you why. I feel like the moment that you do that, I'm going to further expound upon what Cash was talking about. The moment that you put a specific skill at the end of a profession like that, you then, you take, you effectively take away what Ashes of Creation is creating with that kind of that free will choice of how you want to play your character. You're now giving it a, a weighted incentive as to where you almost have to maybe possibly could be quote unquote maybe you should pick this thing because it is what's going to help you most in combat it could be what's hottest right now in this patch it could be what's broken in this patch right now that everybody knows the percentages are high you know like what is that thing and granted the opposite side is that of that is that these professions are going to take a long time to you know from my understanding to level to you know it's a process right so to that end, I could it could something like that could work if it's balanced correctly. But in my head, look, I just remember playing ESO, and I remember I had a Nightblade. I never have been a build guy, but with the Nightblade, I made a, a a build for the for our website, and people were using it. And I distinctly remember picking a certain skill because that skill was the hot thing right at that time. It gave me an incentive to go to this to this skill line because I knew I was going to be getting this specific skill at a certain point that is broken. You know what I mean? Sure. So I think that in long story short, I think the moment you do something like this, you take away that freedom as a player to decide how you want to play your character. Like if you want to be an assassin who loves, <laughs> who loves chopping, di- chopping down trees for whatever reason, like you, your evenings, you're stabbing, stab, stab, stab. But during the day, you're Paul Bunyan, that stuff, man, out there in the forest, okay? You know, the moment you put that kind of thing at the end of the, like, the carrot, at the end of the stick, whatever, it's uh, it changes it, in my opinion. I think that's such an interesting take, because you're basically saying that, like, players will be beholden to the min-max, right? That, like, on icy veins somewhere, there's going to be a build, and players are going to be like, look, you have to be a leather worker, right? And... I think that this is, I guess, a way to get away from that, right? So you have certain classes, and if you have certain classes that only have, uh, that are the only ones that can get a certain utility skill, to me, this opens it up. This is like kind of a thing where now you can play whatever class you want, and if you really want a certain utility skill, then you can get it. And then, to me, it's just a balancing act. Um, so let's say, like, an escape, right? Escapes are just the, the gold ring for PvP players. Escapes are everything. Uh, and if you have, I don't know, what would it be? Like, armorsmithing, whatever. Just pick something, right? It, it gives you, like, a particular ability to get out of stuff um, because of, I don't know, whatever lore reason. And And... Now you have that utility skill that, like, you have to go to the highest end of armorsmithing to get this kind of thing. It's it's thematically okay with me, but I also like that idea of giving a reason to, to uh, allow a certain class something that doesn't seem to fit within their class, right? So, like, this was the conversation about the uh, the warrior 
that wanted to pick locks. We had this conversation when, when we did the podcast before, right? I'm a warrior, but I really love locks. Like it's my RP, the character, he just grew up around these things. His dad built locks and he just loves picking locks. Well, if you're a warrior, you're never going to get lock picking, right? You just never are. And so if you are like a metal worker or something like that, and you go down this road and you can get lock picking or skeleton keys or whatever, then that's like a, it's a it's a lore friendly way to allow something that shouldn't happen to happen in my mind. Yeah, like lore friendly way other than I, I went to this one TED talk and I learned how to freaking pick locks and <laughs> Now all yeah, of a sudden, it's my hands, right? Skill. You got your meaty hands, and you can't. Do it, so. <laughs> like, my calluses are my, my calluses are so thick. <laughs> I just can't quite use the little small little lock pickies. <laughs> oh, well, but good. I did go to a TED talk. And I did go to a TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, I didn't sleep at a holiday in last night. <laughs> I like the idea. I like the oh. idea a lot. I think that it's I think that it's got merits. I think that this is like a very big question though. Like a lot of this stuff, like who gets utility skills and who doesn't? It is a big conversation. I think I think the funny thing is to me is that we have we have li- and I blame Vladis. Vladis? He's streaming right now, so he's not Is in he? here. All right. <laughs> he's streaming right now. He's not in here. But I blame Vladis for this because I was on Discord one night, and I think I, I was playing a game or something, and Vladis hit me up. He's like, dude, dude. Like, she was almost panicked. Like, do you have time to talk? And I was like, yeah, for sure. So we get in Discord, and we start talking. He's like, I I got to bounce this off somebody, man. I'm making a video on utility skills. What do you think? And we went we went into it, like, quite a bit. And ever since that night, like utility skills has been the freaking talk of the town. Really has. So I am super excited to see how they actually pull this off. Like all the feedback that we're giving. And I, I have not seen more feedback on any one topic than, I, than I've seen on utility skills so far. It's a hot freaking topic. So I'm really excited to see how they actually pull it off. And we're like, we are lobbing like... This is definitely lobbing a grenade like in their direction with this entire topic of our show. <laughs> so it makes me very happy that we have the ability to just do that and talk through it. And by the way, we're not getting off the hook without going through these crafting uh, professions and coming up with one skill that they can All right, do, let's do it. All right, as let's a do utility. It. I'm excited. Okay. I'm, I'm bringing up the wiki right now. Okay, so I, I'll go through them. I'll go through them. So. Right, let's start with this one. Arcane engineering. I think Sonny, you already had one for that. Arcane engineering is the ability to disarm magical traps and oh, things okay. like that. I like right? that. Okay. Makes sense. Engineers, arcane, yeah. anything magical, you have the ability to see it and figure out how it works and get rid of it. Yeah, for okay. sure. And chat and chat, if you if you're hearing these, then obviously you're hearing these. Um then shout some stuff out because we're yeah, some good in. ones like we're we're gonna call it out. Okay, so the next one, armor smiths. I thought you said Schmitz. Uh, <laughs> I'm <Jimmy>. a Schmitz. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, wow. Uh, maybe, okay, Armorsmith. Maybe uh, they can add a armor bonus, like metal, an extra metal plating to a caravan. Ooh, I like That's it. That's good. Uh, How about, I like it a lot. Big, bigger uh, caravan armor. That's fantastic. How about instant repair of gear? Without using resources. Ooh, that's too much. I like that too. That's too much. Too much? That's way too much. You can't give <laughs> them instant much. and no resources. What are you? This <laughs> is all yeah, communist. Damn it, I went to a TED talk. <laughs> I took my fat sausage fingers to a TED talk. <laughs> okay, okay. This one, good luck. Carpentry. It's absolutely oh, the caravan. You are building like freaking NASCARs <laughs> instead of caravans. That's what, yes. I want to make wooden NASCARs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> absolutely. Thousand percent. What are, hey, what are those things in uh, Boy Scouts that you would you would build? Yes. yes uh, 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 you know what I'm talking about? Match car, uh, matchbox cars? No, match, little box no, cars. No, box cars. The, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Match cars oh, is I'm like the off Google brand of hot get wheels. on some sort of FBI list. <laughs> Boys. Cars. Why are you looking up boys? Don't, Don't lead do with that. boys. Don't do that thing. 
Boy Scout. <laughs> and this is how we got Pinewood Derby. It's Pinewood Pine Derby. There it is. Okay. There it is. Pot, podcaster was hauled off by police today, of course, for <laughs> doing a live you search see of the boys. guy smashing and rappel through my window right here, just taking out. Oh, that's too funny. Oh, that's too. Uh, hey, Vladis is here now with his uh, folks. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Hey, Vladis. What's up, buddy? How we are you? We were just talking about you. See, we, you, we, just, we said his name three times and he appeared. I know. We were just talking about you, buddy. Oh, that's so oh man, thanks for coming in and thanks for the raid, buddy. That's awesome. Oh, good. So Pinewood um, Derby cars. Okay. <laughs> Pinewood Derby cars. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, fine. So you could do as a carpenter, you could do something to enhance a caravan. I'll yep. buy it. I'll buy Lightning it. Lightning fast okay. caravans. Okay. Jibs, I'm looking at you on this one because this this talks about this is the heart of the mountain right here. Jewel cutting. Mm. Why you why did you point me out on this? Be, okay. Are you not mm. playing a Dunier? Do uh, oh, okay. Jules? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, still trying to come up with it, Rob. Um, okay. <laughs> maybe I can make a mining pick? That Nope, nope, that's Metalsmith. No. Um, uh, uh, I think you're onto something, though. I think it uh-huh. has to do with, uh, like, jewel infusing jewels into gears. Infusing, Bonus into yeah. gear, like, infusing stuff with, like, jewel crafting type of thing. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a utility skill for it, right? Like, yeah. maybe, oh, here we go. Maybe a jewel crafter can insert certain special jewels that allow you to, like, perform uh, magical abilities. Uh, okay, Gall wouldn't chat. A non-lethal dust explosive. Gem there dust. you have it. I love it's, it. Yeah, it's got to be a utility skill. Like, it can't be something that's going to stick. Jewel Crafter has the thing that goes poof. And, I love it. And off you go. It's like a like ninja. Batman. Yeah. The Jewel Crafter has the ability to infuse your heart of Azeroth. <laughs> nope. You're no. Mixing metaphors. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like no. it. Okay. Chat, help us out here because we're not going to make it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, and let, let's reiterate this. Let's rephrase. Okay. A utility skill that would work best if you're a leather worker, a max mm. level leather worker. What <laughs> utility skill could you get that would be lore friendly? The ability to talk to cows. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you guys seen any caravans come around this way? <laughs> I got one. I've got one. Got it. The ability... To turn one piece of high-end leather into an into an essence infused piece of leather on a long cooldown. No. Okay. Wait. No. Go on. Explain this. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Because we're like now looking I'm, at you, like, what are you talking about? Right now, it's a no, but I'm I'm possibly yes. Okay, so you know, as like as max level crafters in certain games, you get the ability to make a very rare or a more rare item like once per week or once a day, right? And those high-level items can be used in high-level crafting. Okay, I like that. So, and I I throw out Essence Infused because it's lore-friendly. The Essence is, it's it's like midichlorians. It's in everything (laughs) on Vera. (laughs) Okay, Jimmy, now blow them up here. Blow them up. Okay, so Rock... Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Rock says in chat, infuse the soul of an animal into the gear. That's it. Okay. The, the I'll leather buy worker. It. Yeah. The I'll leather worker it. infuses the soul of the animal that the leather came from into the gear. So, like, speedy animals get speed. Like, big, beefy animals get beef. You know, like, it, you, you take the soul of the animal and you put it into the gear for that particular utility skill. What if it's a sheep? Does your character walk around going, Charisma. (laughs) Charisma. All right, what's the next one? What's the next one? Everybody loves you. Okay, next one. Next one. Scribing. Oh, that's easy. Scribing. A utility skill surrounding a max level scribe. You are allowed to write a book that will be placed in all libraries across Vera. Oh, I love it. I don't know how it helps me. It doesn't. No, this has to be a a utility skill. It's, It's like you're... Scribing is your ability to uh, to like to see and to read the papers and to know information. So you get economic skills. You get 
auction house ability to keep track of things and see multiple auction houses and things like that. Uh-huh. Okay, a scribe creates scrolls or books. Procti says read secret messages. Okay, I I like that. Secret messages inside dungeons written on the walls in different languages. Uh, That is way lore friendly. I was thinking more like a scribe. A scribe can create a scroll that would allow you like a temporary buff or something like that. But I like that one way better. I do. Because that that tickles my lore ghiblies on Uh, that one. I'm sure that is so much better at this than we, we are. really are. Gallwitz was still good, though. NYT bestseller once a week, you know, cross Vera. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little extra okay. cash in the pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next one. Everybody wants a little extra cash in the pocket. Okay. So uh, the next one, tailoring. What can, what can oh. a tailor do? He can mend your socks once he, an hour. Uh, tailor? Um, <laughs> I think you know what? like, hmm. Okay. I'm going to Warcraft with this one. I want to. I want to craft a magic carpet that I can ride oh, for magic carpet for 25 seconds. Oh, Jibs. We can't. We cannot include a magic carpet in this no. three-hour <laughs> cooldown. 24-hour cooldown. Oh my God, we're off. The What's rails. wrong? That's totally a sugar tailor. He says Jibs is in a timeout. <laughs> Why am I? Did you eat dinner? Did you eat dinner? Not uh, enough. I'm a little star. I'm a little you, hungry. You seem a little hypoglycemic right now with what? this idea. Okay, okay. I like where Proctis is going with this. He's talking about flags. Okay, let's take flags into this. How rallying flags, rallying flags for a group, (laughs) right? Like a PvP type of thing where you you as a master tailor can craft banners and you can have give bonus to your whole party by leading the banner out into the charge. Proctis is on fire. I know he's really on fire. (laughs) He's you killing are it. on fire. I love that one. That's a it's a perfect one for a tailor. It's a it's perfect, perfect one. Tailors, right? Okay. Yeah, now sure. this one should be low hanging fruit, but anyway, weaponsmithing. Yeah, there's like so much stuff with a you, but you got to think utility skills, right? Like, so you're not just making a better weapon. You need a utility skill that comes out of this. I'm going back to the caravans. I want to be able to attach my weapon to the side of the caravan, like wheels. You ever seen like on uh, oh what's the like, like uh, uh, Mad Max Mad Max yeah. type of thing? Just put that, <laughs> okay. that broadsword okay. on the wheel. I don't know if you have the ability to rewind, but you were put on a timeout. <laughs> Why am I on the timeout? What did I do? Because your last idea was Blupkiss. <laughs> I like Blupkiss. the Mad Max one though. I love the idea of the broadsword stuck to the hubcaps of the. Do <laughs> not like this idea, you guys. We are trying to give solid feedback to the intrepids. Yeah, we're this not is trying a to great give topic for that. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Right. I have an idea. Okay, I have an idea. It's gonna be terrible. Okay. Kind of like honing stones, like you can sharpen your weapon. Mm-hmm. The weapons, the the top level weaponsmith that chooses this utility skill can pick the class that they want or the party member that they want. And they can hone their weapon to give them a small advantage. Give them a small buff. So you can, like, as a weapon smith master, you can adjust somebody else's weapon. Yes. You pick the per, or maybe even your own weapon, but, like, you say you pick your, your tank or your rogue you can sharpen their weapon for a temporary buff. I like what Veal Veal, uh, Mist Warden says in chat. Veil Mist Warden, I'm sorry. Um, remove one warden rune for free. Thirty-six hour cooldown. There that was pretty go. cool too. That's a that's a great idea. Ooh, weaponsmith adds caltrops to your caravan. Oh heck yeah, that would be bad. Oh, yeah, that's now a great talking. one. Nasty. Yeah, yep. like throwing jacks on the ground and having people step on them. Like stepping on. It's going to help you out in that nine point turn when that tree goes down. <laughs> it is. If you see if you see a bunch of like bandits coming down the hill, you like throw a bucket of Legos right in front of them. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> small, the small L shaped ones. Those are the worst. Oh my gosh, you're not kidding. Uh, and that's it. I mean, I, I don't want to. We we're not going to go through alchemy, animal husbandry, cooking, we're farming, going through the gathering milk. ones like the no. fishing. <laughs> yeah, fishing. You can. You can fish hook your buddy's cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once an hour. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, 
herbalism, you can smoke weed. That's right. Your party uh, will be chill for approximately 1.5 hours. Oh god. Nothing phases them. Immune uh, to fear. That's immune what it is. to fear. Super chill. XX Bong Slayer 69XX would love that's right. that. He would. He's a master herbalist. That's his profession. We're really starting to flesh this guy out. <laughs> really are. He's an actual person character. now. Oh, we should go to AI and have him draw this person. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. This was Loreforge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. We hope you enjoyed yourself. And if, if you did, do us a solid. Please head to your podcast app of choice or to the YouTube comments section. Talk about the show. Tell us what you think, what you like, what you love to see. For every five-star written review that we get on Apple Podcasts, we will read your review right here on the show. You can always call us at 516 516- 875-1776 and of course you can email us loreforgedhq at gmail.com Sonny go to loreforge.com to find the links to all of our Ashes of Creation content including the YouTubes the YouTubes is kind of where we live and that is at youtube.com slash at loreforged by the way big shout out to Cash and Katie gone crazy back soon uh and she and cash put together a fantastic lore video it is called homecoming i highly highly recommend you check that out on youtube it is fantastic other than that twitch <laughs> twitch.tv slash loreforged hq uh we are doing all sorts of fun stuff on twitch i stream on the regular cash is now doing his wood burning jb is going to be getting in there yeah i saw him do some sea of thieves the other day we're all just trying to figure out what we can do until <laughs> alpha 2 comes along <laughs> we're making it up as we go here people <laughs> and then finally we have patreon where you can find all of our content early as well as the state of the owl which believe it or not is less coordinated than this show <laughs> that is uh the state of the owl is an off the cuff show i don't know how much more off the cuff it gets than this though and uh, that's at patreon.com slash loreforged hq cash i think we derailed on this show but it was a <laughs> crap ton of fun that was so fun yeah that was, was a good time yeah that was awesome uh friends if you want to follow us on x uh we're on there uh just like doing the things, posting some wood burning stuff and stuff about the show and Jibs and Sonny are posting stuff about life. It's fun. That's where we're at. You want to follow us on X? Follow Jibs at Jibs IRL, myself at Cash Quests, Sonny at U of Coruscant. And don't forget to follow the show to get all of the updates and all of the announcements about everything that we are doing at Loreforged. Join our Discord community if you're looking for a home, if you're looking for a guild that is going to be active and doing a bunch of stuff. Most likely during Alpha 2. I haven't really talked about that. But um, yeah, Alpha 2 and beyond. Uh, friends, our Discord community is growing and it's getting super fun. And we are getting some really amazing people in there. I want to give a shout out to some of our latest members that have joined over the past week. We have three. Demos, Melivar, Moose, Top Wombat, Falcor, And just today we had uh, Chris join. So it was very, very cool. Very happy to have those folks here. And like I say every week, we are slowly getting a really, really cool Discord community. Yes. So come on and join join our family. It's a lot of fun. Oh, friends. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, sticking around, pushing play, doing all the fun things. Yeah, like Cash said, come join us on the Discord. Sonny was talking about our YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to interact with you. Stay awesome. Stay safe. And we will see you next week on Lore Force. Take care, everybody. Peace, love, and honeybees. Safe travels, adventurers. <laughs> <laughs>